Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega pod for the world of golf. Kyle Porter, Patrick McDonald are both here. Patrick, is this the most historic pod we've ever recorded? Are we are we there yet? Uh, I think we need KP's AirPods to kind of fudge up once or twice, and it'll, it'll definitely be up there. World of Golf, that could be the new name for this entity that everyone's getting involved with. Uh, maybe time to tm that or something i will go grab the llc and domain uh kyle porter kp have you slept and what is what is more your hours of sleep last night or your screen time from like 3 p.m eastern yesterday till now screen time for sure yeah for sure rick run golf would also be a good name for the new entity Okay, yeah, I'm available for purchase. <laughs> Are you? I don't we? sure. I just like I think it's hard to it's hard to contextualize and have perspective on things when you're in the middle of them. I think yesterday was the wildest day that we will ever ever experience in this these jobs, right? Like what's I I, I like what's going to top that? Um no, I think that's pretty fair because, uh, uh, we, yeah, you have to step outside golf and you have to step outside how much we know and how much we care about it. And anytime something gets into um, like mainstream media, I, I think, OK, we've 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 gotten past golf. We've gotten past sport in most cases uh, for our sport or any sport to have even a break off league is rare and historic for then to have two years of vitriol and lawsuits and everything else, Patrick, and then the the reconnection of said break off, just in those terms, it, I mean, it's it, it's it's literally probably a once in a lifetime thing. I think the only thing that could potentially top it is if Tiger Woods starts his own league with Donald Trump as the commissioner. <laughs> I think that's the only thing that could possibly top it. And, and even at that point, it might just be on par with this current plan. It's not that far off from where, like, it's not that crazy anymore. Yeah, I know. They're both players in this game. You, you gotta, you gotta consider it. What about, what about like Rory shooting 59 to win the masters? Would that top it? 
Probably not, right? Because that won't be. <clears throat> I got. I got. Because I am kind of a big deal. Uh, I had interview requests from Singapore, from yeah. all over, like like New if, Zealand. Yes, if I mean, if, I, if I think it's, 59, I'm not getting interview requests from Singapore. No, it's true. The, the, it's it's the mother-in-law measurement, right? Is yeah. your mother-in-law texting you about it? Uh, my mother-in-law did not, but I had enough people that uh, are friends who don't care, who don't even follow golf, that texted me. They're like, "Hey, what's 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 the deal? What's going?" I'm like, "Brother, we don't we don't have enough time here, and I've got a we have lost the deal. We have lost. The deal. Yeah, like I've got a lot of other things to get to first, but." It was, um, I, I was, Patrick and I were, were chatting this morning about like, I, I don't even know where to, where to begin. You know, it's, it's hard to like wrap your arms around what went down yesterday and what it means for the next 50 years. Okay. So let's, let's do our best here. So I've got obviously a lot of notes. I've got an outline. We'll take this wherever, wherever we need to go. We did uh, an emergency podcast yesterday when this news broke and we really knew nothing. And I think the temperature was quite high. The players were, were not happy since then. Uh, we had a player meeting in which Jay Monahan addressed uh, the players at the RBC Canadian open. We had a Jay Monahan presser in which he spoke to members of the media we had jay monahan then meeting with the pack the player advisory committee which is a smaller subset of of, of the players that kind of help the decision making process we had uh bryson dechambeau go on scene <laughs> we had uh rory mcelroy this morning if you're watching this live that's that's wednesday morning uh break his silence and provide his first presser so that's kind of um all the stuff we need to tackle Let, let's start with uh the player meeting patrick we we waited we did not do this podcast yesterday because we wanted to kind of have that side of things apparently jay monahan for about an hour addressed uh, a pretty hot room of 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 players rank and file uh wondering how we got to where we got so quickly yeah, and I think Johnson Wagner of Golf Channel was – he called in on someone's phone who was on speakerphone and listened to the entire thing. I know, Rick, you tweeted out that the uh, negative-positive split was 90-10. Standing ovations when people asked for Jay Monahan's, uh, you know, job, essentially, his head on a platter. And apparently the star of the show was Maverick McNeely. Who would have thought that a son of a very successful businessman who went to Stanford was the smartest guy in the room? Uh, he just re he just released something on Instagram. I haven't gotten to read it yet. Yeah, I want to read it. <clears throat> uh, I, I do as well. And then, uh, but you got to remember this the this field at the Canadian Opens a lot of rank and file guys. It's a lot of guys who already felt somewhat ostracized from the new schedule that was coming going to roll out in 2024. You put this on top of that as well, and yeah, I think. Uh, it's a lot of knee-jerk reaction and a lot of people pissed off at the moment. Rightfully so, in some cases. I think these guys, want, from one point of view, they kind of got... Why, why Why? rightfully so? Like, why, why? I was talking to one person who was there yesterday about, like, why should the mules, the, the, the 100 and 105th guys, why, like, why should they be upset? 
What should they be upset about? What I was going to say from one point of view, they kind of got the golden ticket with these guys leaving and them kind of getting bumped up and bumped up. I mean, we saw it last year in the FedEx Cup playoffs, guys who finished like 130 got into, uh, you know, Memphis when normally they wouldn't have. So they kind of caught a break there. But from the same time, the guy who they've kind of backed, Jay Monahan, even Rory said it was extremely hypocritical with what he did and his actions. And I understand these guys aren't making a lot of money for the PGA Tour. Fans aren't coming out there to see a Ryan Armour or, or a James Hahn or whoever you want to pick on at the moment. They're looking for Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, and Scotty Scheffler, but they're part of the membership. And I think it's hard not to feel a little bit uh, slighted if you're one of them. Yeah, I think I think what you said at the end is the key point for me is what what is happening here is a <clears throat> shift of power away from players who had who either had it or had the illusion of it, right? A member-run organization, everybody's voice matters. Rory said that before of like, hey, I'm one of 200 guys or whatever, whatever the numbers are. And what is happening is a shift of power away from the whoever you see, Ryan Armour and Johnson Wagner, I'm just saying names that were on Twitter last night, um, to executives in suits that run the league. And whether you think that's a good thing or not, I think it, I think like if I have to choose in a vacuum whether athletes or executives should run a business, this is probably a bad example because Monahan's not been good, but I think I'm choosing – executives right like it just in a vacuum like take take this particular situation out of it but anytime you remove power even a small amount of power from people there's going to be frustration pushback anger and i think that's a little bit of what we're seeing right now uh, with some of those rank and file guys on the pga tour yeah this is a i mean this is a coup against the players essentially in my opinion right because because whether they should have the power or not they they had it and they're not going to have it anymore but yeah. once, once you had it like the toothpaste is out of the tube right like it's hard to remove that power from from those guys now the well, and, and, and real quick rick that's why yesterday felt so succession ish yeah. succession ish right because monahan played all his cards and yeah. was like not like and I think that I think that gets it why players feel betrayed because he he all along was like I work for you I work for you I work for you you work for me Correct. at the end right and that's a that's <laughs> like there's a world in which one that was the only play and two that was the best play for for a lot of these guys but. It, it does feel like a massive power play by him to sort of consolidate power into his own hands. He's the CEO of this for-profit organization. And that has to feel pretty weird for somebody who you thought worked for you. Yeah. And I think also at the same time, uh, you know, Jay's taking a ton of heat of this, about this. I've kind of... I, I've lessened my stance on the Jay Monahan hate a little Is bit. Is he dropped because, in the fraud rankings? Uh, right now, I'm on top because I was supposed to be at U.S. Junior Media Day. I thought I could make it and play 18 today. Not happening. Um, <laughs> fraud alert. Yeah. Uh, but I've lessened, my stance. <laughs> <laughs> I've lessened my stance on Jay because at the time, 
if he doesn't kind of rally the troops here, there's nothing to defend. Like all these guys go. Mm-hmm. And so to his point, like to his stance. Well, do you say though? I think a lot more go. Yeah. Do you not? It, it, I think there's a difference it, between ra- of rallying the troops and doing a complete 180 after what you've said for the last two years, right? You, like you don't have to evoke the 9/11 families. Yes, oh, I, I you can I agree rally with that. the troops in another way. Yes, the the rallying was uh, <laughs> not great in that respect, but I think the hypocrisy in 180 was almost needed. You needed to rally the troops to protect what you had, and then you're like, all right, cool, we got it. We spent all the capital that we can. Oh crap. We're going to, you know, take on a lot of water here if we don't do something quick. And I got to do this deal. You know, with the guys I galvanized the whole troops against. Uh So I'm kind of Jay Jay's taking a lot of heat rightfully so, but I'm I think honestly, I think down the road people will be like this was a great deal. Yeah. Uh I don't know, man, like <clears throat> Is it a good thing? I was talking to somebody at the tour about this last night. Is it a good thing for the Saudis to have their their hands in like in your in your company, in your organization? I, I don't. I, I think it'd be interesting to talk. So, so, sorry, Rick. Go I, ahead. Say, I don't know. Ask ask Vince McMahon. Ask like right. That well, that's what I was gonna say. I'd love to talk to somebody from like Newcastle or. Aston Martin or whatever else they have money in and say like, is this, is it just money? Is it power? Is it influence? Like what, how, how has this sort of played out? Listen, Patrick, I think that, I think Jay Monahan has bad foresight and I'm not saying that my foresight would be any better, but I mean, you get paid a lot of money to have good foresight when you're in that position. And maybe that's the fault of the P of like, Maybe he shouldn't have been in that position because he like that is your job is to have foresight, to have vision, to see at least a little bit into the future. And what it feels like in retrospect is that he I said this yesterday, he was just blown about by whatever was happening in the moment. I think he thought early on, Rick, that he could like I think he had the confidence that he could stand up to to to. In, to Saudi Arabia, to MBS, to Yasser, and say like, the buck stops here, and I'm putting my foot down. And he did. He did not have that. Like he he might have never had that, and he definitely didn't have it at the end. Yeah. So he also didn't have a lot of answers for the players yesterday um, about what this looks like. The, the, so so what's the pitch, right? Because you know, if you're Jay. You know this is going to look really bad. You know the response is going to be very negative from your from your players. So he must feel like he has something to sell them. So the pitch, Patrick, can only be money. Mm-hmm. Now we got money, and we took a competitor off the board. Now. Correct me if I'm wrong. PGA Tour is about $1.5 billion a year. Yeah. That's revenue. Top line doesn't take into account anything else. $1.5 billion. Um, Liv has already blown $2 billion into a two-year startup with zero revenue streams. So I imagine that they could value 
something like the PGA Tour at, at a lot higher rate. So is this a situation where they just say, hey, we'll put $20 billion into this in the next couple of years, and Jay Monahan can go to John Rahm and say, hey, John, sorry about all that, bud. Apologies. You're now on Team Callaway, and you are going to get a $40 million a year contract like a star quarterback, right? Like that's, that's the only pitch. The, the no, nothing else. That's the only pitch. And then you, you have enough money where these guys say, I forgive you. Yeah. And my question to that is really Rory McIlroy was asked about this, wondering if the, the loyal PGA tour members like himself should get paid for foregoing the live money. And my for, question for staying for staying. Correct. Uh, my question would be if they weren't okay with Saudi Arabian money, then are they going to be okay with Saudi Arabian money now? Cause it's the same money. It's just kind of filtered through the PGA tour. I think that is a really, <clears throat> I think it's a really important question, but like what do you do do you just quit playing golf just play the majors i think there's a difference patrick and it may be small i mean listen don't come to me for objective rory mcelroy takes but there's a difference between running to the saudi arabians to 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 the piff and them running to you right like phil ran over there and said and wrote the operating agreement. He he went to them essentially, right? And Rory when he was talking today, it's he 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 used the word resigned. That's more so them coming to him or to 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 the tour, right? And I don't know if that distinction matters, but I I think it I think it probably I think it probably does. Uh, we have that clip. Run it, Josh. Um, the one thing I would say is, again, whether you like it or not, the PIF and the Saudis want to spend money in the game of golf. It is they, they want to do this, and they weren't going to stop. So how can we, you know, the thing for me, and this is the one thing that I've always thought about, how can we get that money into the game but use it the right way? And I think that's what this ultimately will do. Hopefully, I mean that's that's my hope. Yeah, one in the front right over here. Just over here. Um, you've said a couple of times now, maybe two or three times, if if I remove myself from it and kind of trying to kind of forecast a bit further down the line. But is that uh, a hint that there are bits of you that are still uncomfortable with you know you, you're a football watcher, you've seen the reaction to Newcastle United's takeover over the last year and the Saudi kind of moves in soccer and other sports. Yeah. Is there a bit of you that's still uncomfortable with just how cozy Saudi Arabian money, Saudi Arabia and their money is now in golf? Like a lot of people would see that it controls a hell of a lot of golf. <laughs> I've come to terms with it. Um, I see what's happened in other sports. I see what's happened in other businesses. And honestly, I've just resigned myself to the fact that this is, you know, this is what's going to happen. Like this is, it's, 
it's very hard to keep up with people that have more money than anyone else. <laughs> and again, if they want to put that money into the game of golf, then why don't we partner with them and make sure that it's done in the right way? And that's sort of where my head's at. I think the other thing here, Rick, is um, <clears throat> Rory also didn't make this decision, right? I think I think players are now. You could blame him for saying like he agrees with it and he's in on it. He said that to me last summer, and and I pulled the quotes from from uh, an interview we did uh, before the Open last year. So you can put that on him, I guess, but this deal was done by like three people. Right. And so any, any player who receives money from it is not really culpable in the same way that Brooks and DJ and Bryson and Phil and Patrick Reed and all those guys are, or at least not in the exact same way. So I think that's also like a distinction that's worth sort of noting as we talk about all this. I've resigned myself to it. I've come to terms with it. Uh, I want to make sure that the money gets spent in the right way, Patrick, which I guess who is going to decide what the right way is, right? We've, we've learned a little bit more about what the structure of this new entity could look like, the, for, the for-profit side of things, where the PGA Tour uh, will have a majority of the board members, which in theory... Uh, gives them control over some of the some of the bigger business decisions but i mean we've seen how a what a group of eight guys or you know whatever like you know control is fluid do we uh do we have the full board number because it was hurley he done jay yasser and i think they said they'd announce the rest later is that correct uh, rory <laughs> tiger no. um <laughs> Yeah, that is that is what we know so far. So they've got three of four hypothetically right now. They, yeah, they but, got... they'll, but they'll probably be what eight or nine, right? Like, yeah, um, yeah. Where that money is going to be spent, I think is. Uh, I, I'm just I'm interested to see what the schedule and what hap- I mean. There's still so much we don't know. Like mm. we don't know if Live Golf is going to exist. We don't know if this is going to be a Champions League type of deal. Uh, the first year where, you know, what if it's like top 20 from live and top 50 PGA tour, top 20 from the DP world tour. Uh, so sorry, I got hedges getting blown out behind me, That's okay. um, but it's just tough to kind of know where the money is going to go ideally into the b- big players pockets. But outside that it's tough to say, Rick, what's your, what's your take on <clears throat> standing up to where the money comes from as a player or a, an organization? Because that was a big talking point this time last year, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, it is definitely okay. I, I I'm on the record, and I still I, I hate uh, governments in sport, I, like in general. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not I, good. I don't think the Olympics should exist, right? Ooh, because, like I, I'm like out on government funded sport like I, I think history has shown it has done far more bad than good okay so i'm 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 out on that in general now if i'm a professional golfer i do think it is 
it's not that different, right? Like it is different, but it's not that different of, of Phil going to get $200 million directly from MBS or the PIF funding a for-profit entity that is a partner with the PGA tour that eventually gets money to Phil. Like it's not, it's not that different, but I suppose if you are an elite golfer, do you have a choice? Is well, the ma- is the players is just playing the majors a realistic? Like I, I like you could retire. <laughs> I guess. I guess if you really felt strongly about, it, you could retire and never play again. Well, the difference is Phil did have a choice. Sure, but I'm right. saying where the money comes from, it's still the same money. Oh yeah, no, I I don't think anybody disagrees with that. So the 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 giving or the the influx of the money is the same but the receiving of it is different i don't um i don't besmirch uber drivers that you know the piff owns whatever percentage of uber and they're getting paid by uber right like that would be silly for me to do that um do you but do you do you besmirch the uber board that approved the investment from the piff more than the drive yes sure so I think I think in that scenario, the players are the Uber driver. The PJ Tour players are the Uber drivers, and Jay Monahan is the Uber board, right? Yeah, in that so, scenario, yes. But also, like Phil Brooks, DJ, they're also the Uber board, right? Because they went and did that, right? So look, listen, like, do I, in a vacuum, do I want Piff money in golf? No. Like that, no, it's not, it's not great. It's not, it's, it's not, it's just not something that I think anybody in the game wants, but I think Rory's right. Like if this is an inevitability, like if they're just going to keep pouring money into golf until somebody breaks down and lets them in as an investor, then I don't know. Maybe, maybe you do just like take a principled stance forever, but then like, that sucks for the next 20 years because they're not going to go away. And I think the tour found itself, Monaghan found himself in a position where you want to be tied up in court. For, do you even want to have a business anymore? Tied up in court for the next 10 years? You have discovery that you don't... I mean, the whole thing is just such a mess. It's such a mess. And they could have avoided all of it by just doing what they did on Tuesday five years ago. Yes. Um we will continue this conversation and try to figure out what the new thing looks like and everything else going on in the world of golf LLC. But first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there, and I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for for our listeners. Uh, First-time purchasers are getting 20% 
off, all you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking a a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there, and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order, plus free shipping. And we're back. You know, it's a a situation, guys, where... um, the tour players don't really have a representative, right? They don't have someone who fights their battles for them. It, it, you know, it, it requires um, all of them banding, banding together at some point and figuring it out and making decisions. But in other sports, Patrick, there are unions, right? The players union in Major League Baseball gets to be the bad guy and gets to negotiate on behalf of all of the players that in theory, I guess could be Jay Monahan, but your commissioner and your players union guy, like there's, and we've talked about this before the commissioner of any sports league has too many interests from too many different places to get it all right all the time. Right. And there is not an entity that is, supportive 100 of the players interests i think silently you could you know have groups of players try to boycott i don't think that's going to happen uh but that would be kind of the only way uh i think the pga tour players could unionize or have a you know a strike go ahead which is crazy patrick because okay we've seen strikes in other sports Mm -hmm. we've seen it and i feel like for the most part um the public perception is generally in favor of the players. I, I, for the most part, there's obviously, you know, different ways that things go down, but I feel like, and I, and I agree, like the players should strike. They should not play this week. Like if they really want to keep control, if they want that, if they, if they want to go this other route, that's fine. But if they want to, they should actually strike and not play. But I feel like if they did that in golf, I don't know if public perception would be in their favor. Yeah. And we were talking about rank and file guys. If, you know, Rory McIlroy seems you know, pretty at peace at terms resigned to the fact of, you know, this is the world we live in. Yeah. Some people might have problems with the money, but at the end of the day, the PGA tour needed an influx of capital. It couldn't have kept on running these designated events and whatnot and the lawsuits draining them. Uh, So it makes a lot of sense financially, but if a lot of these rank and file guys who do feel a bit kind of irked at the moment, ostracized, 
there's so many other people like them out in the world. Golfers, right? Like you could replace the FedEx Cup rank 60 to the end of it with Corn Ferry Tour guys who won't have problems with the money or whoever it may be. So unless it's like the top end players who are going to strike who I don't think they will because they're going to have a couple extra zeros most likely uh, to their checks down the line. I think they'll start to understand that long-term they're going to be making more money. Uh, so I, I really don't think there's anything they can do if, if they're against the money and the investment. Can we talk about live? Like it's. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. The structure of this is going to be interesting, right? So, so seemingly there's no reason for live to exist anymore because the pit. So, so we have to be really clear here and, and Rory did a good job of this. Michael Kim has done a good job of this on Twitter. This is a merger and a deal with the public investment fund, the PIF, the, the PIF. This is not a merger with Live Golf. PIF just happens to fund yep. Live Golf League. So now that PIF has their goal, which is financial and power power interest of a of a global golf league, there's no reason for Live to exist, especially because it's a money burn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Do you? Rick, do you think this was Yasser's play all along? I was tweeting about this last night about Ugh. it feels like everybody kind of got gamed a little bit, but Yasser almost like didn't at all. Like it feels like he kind of played everybody, but that's an easy thing to say in retrospect. Do you think this was their play all along? I think that it was one of the potential plays, right? I think when you have if you're if you're this disruptor. Right. You're this 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 trillion dollar disruptor and you look at golf, which is ripe for disruption. Right. We learned that over and over again. Um, you start this process and there's a lot of different end games. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is that Tiger says, I'll go to live. Great. Yeah. Now we have the marquee world tour and we'll run it and we'll put our people in, and all that stuff. Right. That's one possibility. Um, another possibility is, you know, we, we have live in its current state, but we were able to sell the teams for 2 billion bucks a piece. And now we are like making money on this and we are getting influence with other multinational or other governments. Right. I mean, you have to remember the, the PIF makes money a lot of different ways. It's not just on golf. If they get, mm -hmm. um, crown prince or some whatever if it if this strikes an oil deal from a pro-am they are happy as clams right so that's one potential outcome another potential outcome it's a potential name for the new organization exactly yeah happy yeah. as clams happy as clams and and when it when the when the team comes out of you know the clams the range clams i'm all in um one of the potential other outcomes is is this right where you got your merger and you got your influence, right? So, so I, I think it's really difficult to say that this was the master plan and they got it figured out because I think there were a lot of different outcomes that are that range from okay to good to great. The sacrificial clams, perhaps. There you go. Uh, yeah, that, that's a good take. I think that along the way, though, I think it became. When you're spending nine hundred million dollars and making like twenty five hundred bucks, like that's stuff. That's that's not good. And so, I think at some point along the way, I, I agree with you that maybe it wasn't the plan from the beginning. But I think at some point over the last nine months, 
they kind of looked at the the corner they were putting the tour in and looked at their future with live which is just i mean it's arduous to try to build all this you know and it takes a long time they're 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 in it to diversify not 20 years from now but like they want to diversify their assets right now and get into stuff that they can um like blow out over the next 20 years not build up over the next 20 years and so I just think at some point over the last nine months, they looked at it and this became like to them the obvious solution because it's it's what they wanted at the beginning and then they didn't get it. So they're like, whatever, we'll go do our own thing and we'll see what comes of it. And then again, at some point, and I would love to, I would love for Yasser to like talk openly about what that point was. He won't and that'll never come out, but I would be fascinated to hear him say like, this was the moment where this became like the end goal. Yeah. So, so let's, let's continue to succession game this out, Patrick, or what this could possibly look like. Right. Are the, are the elevated events going <laughs> to continue to exist? Is everything an elevated event? Are live, <laughs> are live events an elevated event? The schedule that we've live events are gone, right? Okay. I, my personal opinion is, there probably won't be a live schedule next year. Those guys will get somehow reinstated. I think all the purses are going up. And I don't know. Will there be? I mean, we've, we've spent a year talking about elevated versus non-elevated events and how that's going to influence the schedule and all this stuff. And now I'm not sure any of that is going to come to fruition. Well, it will for tw 2024, right? I, I don't know. I mean, Who knows? I mean, things, I, I generally agree that like things happen very slowly and it's like trying to turn a battleship and it just, it just happens slow. But like, I don't know, man, things seem to be happening fast in golf. I, uh, ev yeah, everyone seems to think this deal pretty much put the ax and live golf itself. The, the league. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm quite there. I, I think it could, could stick around and i think it's going to be a champions league type deal where look the pga tour had eight designated events for next year set up i believe live golf had eight tournaments of their own and courses already set up i believe you're going to be seeing 16 events based on top 24 from live top 50 top 60 in the fedex cup or whatever from the PGA tour, some world ranking uh, points thrown in there as well. DP world tour top 20, and that's going to be the juice of it. And then a separate separately, you're going to have normal events like the John Deere classic live. will do whatever they need to do. That's where I'm at personally. Wait, okay. what do you mean by live? will do whatever they need to do. They'll still have their four or five other events. So, so could, so could, um, could they kind of split the globe KP? Where, where it is kind of a global tour, uh, an infle uh, uh, a huge injection of cash into a similar-ish PGA Tour schedule and 8 to 16 live golf events that are globally based that encompass Asian Tour, DP World Tour, like that side of things. I mean, they could do a lot of different things, right? Which I think is what's interesting about yesterday because there was no details. I mean, Yasser and it, fe like, it feels like Yasser uh, 
Ed Hurley, um, Jimmy Dunn, and Jay Monahan were like, hey, let's start a company. It'd be like us three saying, let's start a company. And then going on CNBC and saying, hey, we started a company. And, and just dealing with the details and the blowback later. Yeah. <laughs> and then you start looking around, you're like, what are we going to do? Right? Like, that's what it felt like. I, I don't, I don't, I think there was more to it than that, but it just felt like there was no real outline of what they're actually going to do. Like, I, I, I don't think, I, I was on the call with Monahan last night and I talked to a, at least. I talked to one player this morning who was in the meeting and there was like no details on the call last night and no details in the player meeting. And I don't think it's because he doesn't want to disclose details. I think it's because there aren't any that exist. I mean, even, yeah, even in the CNBC, I mean, it was just very much just like, we've agreed that we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other thing that nobody's real. So two things that nobody's really talking about one People are talking about them, but not prominently. One is, is this going to get blocked legally? Patrick, that might be more your forte than mine. I'm way out over my skis talking about the Department of Justice, but could this legally get blocked? And uh, two, I talked to somebody, a different player yesterday who said, like, listen, the player, the, the, the policy board has to vote on. I don't know what they have to vote on. They have to vote on something here. That's made up of five executives and five players. I don't remember. Do you remember the players, Rick? Webb, Rory, Cantlay. Uh, I can find out. Malnati, Peter, Malnati. Yeah. So do they? Do they get? Do they have the votes? And Charlie Hoffman. What a pool. I, I think you could get one player to flip in that easily. Rory. Or just whoever. Monahan and Cantley are pretty close knit as well. I know that. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Like I was talking to my wife about this last night, and she was like, "When something feels this inevitable, it just it just works out. Like there's not going to be a player blockage. There's not going to be a Department of Justice blockage." And I think I agree with that. But those are definitely hurdles that they'll have to navigate over the next however many months. Yeah, uh, the DOJ wise. I appreciate your confidence in me, Kyle, but I would say I'm, I'm also not a great person to ask uh, their ability to block this. But I will say kind of the quickness and the speed of which this deal came about. I do think, and a, a lot of people have floated it around, and I totally agree, that the discovery process in the live PGA Tour case was a big, big reason why. Agreed, for sure. Um, I, I don't like, like uh, the whole thing. So... The PJ Tour is going to continue to exist as a 501c6, yet this new for-profit entity is going to house all of its assets. Why? Right? Like, why, why does the 501c6 need to exist? When Taxes, baby. I know, but is that – can you do that? Can you have – can <laughs> I have a charitable organization underneath a for-profit umbrella and just move all the assets – like, can I do that? Yeah. If I'm enough, like, accountant, can I do that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, t I tell the tax man every year that I donate X amount. Sometimes <laughs> it's a little fudged. You know, we're talking about morals here. Sometimes I'm not on the moral high ground when it comes to my taxes. Uh, please delete this clip, Josh. And, uh, yeah, I think if you're smart enough, there's obviously some really good tax people out there. Where So 
Well, but that okay. You're talking about like Patrick McDonald's income versus yeah. <laughs> like a, a billion dollar Saudi Arabian and, and corporations have even more uh, my, tunnels to go through. My, my, well, but this is what this is what players keep saying, Rick. Is they keep saying like uh, somebody wrote that Michael Kim might have wrote this. Uh, I don't know how this is going to work, but apparently it's going to work. And I feel like everybody's keeps saying that, and you're like, well, somebody has to know how it's going to work. My, my point being that, like, um, there is nothing stopping a for-profit company from making all the donations they want, whether they are write-offs or not. They, they can do that, right? There's nothing stopping it. You might not get as, as big of a benefit. But there's a lot stopping a 501c6 from being a sports league in the sense that we know sports leagues of, like, contracts and guaranteed money because all, yeah. like it all has to be performance based. That's why they have these stupid Wyndham rewards, top 10 Comcast business pip, like, because that's the way they have to funnel. You don't have to do that. If it's a for-profit, you just cut everybody at salary or whatever, right? You cut them a Christmas bonus. It doesn't matter. And that doesn't stop you from making these donations. It just, it just seems like, it doesn't make any sense. No, that's right. I think my two biggest questions right now, beyond like what events are going to be played, are one, how the European Tour, PGA Tour, and Live are going to like interact with one another, right? If Live even still exists. And then two, how the players are going to be um, affiliated with each of those entities, like with like inside of them. And I don't know. I don't think anybody, I don't think Monahan and Yasser know like what the answers to those questions are. And again, it feels like, oh, we'll figure all that out later on. <laughs> and you're like, well, we got uh, six months. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I need to run through a couple of other items here. Are Patrick, are teams coming to the PGA Tour? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. I think they will for sure. Right, Kyle? But we we were – okay, anybody – like, I've gotten a lot of stuff wrong on Live. This is one thing that we were saying last year. Like, the teams thing as a business model freaking works. If you get Callaway involved, if you get Nike involved – we we pull the clips, Josh. We said that last year. And now they have the opportunity to do so. Although, one thing that's interesting is the PIF has first right of refusal for any future investments – into whatever the new organization is called, which I think is like, that's like ceding a lot of control to an entity that I'm not sure you want to cede a lot of control and trust to. Interesting. I did not know that part, but you're right. The I've said there are two things about live that I liked teams and being available on YouTube and showing everything. Now they've kind of screwed up both of those things because they let, (laughs) they let buddies play with one another and they screwed up the draft and all that stuff. But in theory, if teams run like F1 runs teams, could be sick. Yeah. In. I'm in. This is, but God, we could have done this four years ago, Rick. I know. How many teams would you guys do, though? Oh, you would need. Here's what I think because I'm in charge now 12, 12 teams of 12, 144. Okay. Anybody who is not on a team, uh, free agent, they can still make money by playing in the tournament. 
but if you're on a team, you have like a contract. Now, not all of them are going to play every single week. You just take, you know, whatever top four score. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But imagine, imagine like, okay, we got to sign Ricky Fowler, his contract. Oh, we're going to trade X, Y. Oh, oh, uh, John Rahm's demanding a trade. From Hell yeah. Callaway. No, it, it'd be great. I think, you like gotta, the- I think you have because because there's too many events and because uh, not everybody plays all the events. You, I think you have to have like pretty sizable teams. Like F1 gets away with what ten teams of two because everyone races in every single event. <coughs> but you couldn't. I think you got to have like twelve of twelve. That makes sense. Yeah. Or do they do the Champions League thing? Like, uh, what's the, explain? Do do that again. Explain that to me again. Tell me like I'm five. I. I, I I'm not convinced Liv is completely dead in the water. I'm probably wrong here, but I'm envisioning like the top guys from Liv, the top guys from the DP World Tour, and the top guys from the PGA Tour meet like 12 times a year, something like that. And that's what this new thing is going to be. Outside of those 12 events, you'll have the four majors, and then everyone else will have their own uh, individual tour events. So like the John Deere Classic will be for the PGA Tour guys. Because one thing that I thought was interesting from the press release was uh, they said that live members can reapply if they wish to. Mm-hmm. So based on that, I'm not complete in that wording. I'm not completely convinced it's uh, dead, but I just don't know if they can af- like the live brand is not. It's like, if you, if you're the new organization, can you afford to keep the, like, what does the live brand have going for it? Is it, is that what you is that what you want to like tether your future to? No, it, it's definitely a fair point. They have Brooks Kepka going for it pretty much. But if those guys, I mean, they could kill Liv if they just want to reapply to the PJ Tour, I guess. Or um, just, or you could rebrand it. I don't know. There's a mil, I mean, that's the thing, guys. Like, there's a million different ways this could go. I think it's, I, I, I'm very um, – I don't know if I'm optimistic, but I'm very intrigued by how it does go because I think that you have a lot more options on the table that are exciting than you did this time six months ago or even when Liv started because now you have all the players, all the money – and basically, you can do anything with the format because you've got all these different organizations underneath the big organization. So knowing like executives in corporate America, they'll massively screw that up and it'll be terrible. But at least there's at least there's some like optimism about what it could look like. I'm available for consultation uh, about a team format and not screwing it up this time. Um, we have to talk about uh, Bryson doing the media rounds. And oh, my gosh. The, the not-so-beefy one went on CNN to not talk politics, and uh, it covered a lot. Uh, Bryson continues his I'm-the-smartest-guy-in-the-room. You got any live takes? Oh. Huh? My wife said I thought Liv didn't exist anymore. Well, she might be looking into the future. Okay. P- picture the Champions League thing. <laughs> uh, Bryson did a little apologizing for uh, you know the Saudis and what happened during during nine eleven. He was a, a good soldier for for MBS, and uh, I don't know, man. 
Bryson's a weird guy. Yeah. Um, I'll take that one. <laughs> I don't, I just don't think Bryson or, I mean, I don't know. Bryson probably shouldn't be doing interviews on right. the what, what, is, <laughs> like, what is the positive for Bryson going on? So he's not on both Fox News and CNN in the last year. What, you know, what is the benefit of Bryson going on a political news show and saying, I'm not going to talk about the politics? You, you know what was the most disgusting part of that interview? Pat Monahan. I mean, <laughs> that was funny. Was Bryson saying, you know, we could never repay the 9-11 victims for what they lost. And I, I think I know like what he was trying to say, but dude, like nobody was asking you that. Yeah. Right. Like nobody was asking you to repay anybody, anything. Like, I think, I think so many of these guys think that, Oh, well, if you just throw some money at it, like everything's good. Right. Like with, with they, they just think that about anything. And it's like, yeah, you don't you don't get it. Like you you don't understand what life is like about. If that's your, it's really like it's kind of a sad and bleak outlook. And that was sort of the vibe that I got from him within that interview. Yeah, he kind of took a stance of like, well, it's been twenty years, and you know, and then he was asked like, well, there's you know, there's been things that have happened more recently, more recently with like Jamal Khashoggi and just like other human human rights atrocities. And he he basically said, quote. It's unfortunate what has happened, and he would go on to say that they're trying to make the world better. Which and he's, he said everybody makes mistakes. I think was the quote. Makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. He didn't everybody say everybody makes it. Did he say that? <laughs> no, I was. Everybody uh, makes. Mistakes. I was quoting a song. Oh, okay. He does. Uh, <laughs> he did say everybody makes mistakes. All right. Well, we are. Uh, we're fifty minutes into this. We've covered a lot. Uh, we will show. Uh, quickly the 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 bets and the the one and done is there anything additional that uh we need to quickly touch on about all of this uh i googled how does the pga tour commissioner get fired this morning and what was the answer well i was looking through the uh the player handbook and i i'm not deep enough into it yet um because that was one of the talking points on um, Tuesday was, oh, Jay's not going to survive this. And it's like, I think Jay just made himself like CEO of golf. <laughs> yeah, Jay, Jay might not survive this, but he's got a new job. <laughs> yeah. And so jobs and, the, and the border are all his buddies. Right. And so it's like, well, I just, again, like I, I don't know if they know what the details are, so I definitely don't know, but I don't can you just make a n- new company that houses the old company and does that e- does that part even have to be approved? No, that doesn't. But if you don't get so I, you the three of us could make a company and say, "Okay, we we now house, we're going to house the PGA Tour." But the PGA Tour doesn't have to do business with us, and the PGA Tour doesn't have to do business with this new entity that Jay Monahan is the CEO of. He is just he is just betting that because he's the bridge to this, and he can get enough guys on his side that he can get them to agree to that. But if the players don't agree to this, this new entity that he is the CEO of floats into outer space. <laughs> but also but with a but, lot of money, of course, with yeah. a lot of well. 
Yeah. I, <laughs> I, but like if he gets, let's say the players today are like, okay, Monahan's out and they execute all the things necessary, which I don't, I don't think can happen because I think they have to have the votes from the policy board, which is half uh, non-players and they're not going to get those votes. Right. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know. I need to look into it more, but everybody kept saying like Jay's gone, Jay's gone. And it's like, even if he is, I think he like failed up. Mm-hmm. I think it was the true Lane Kiffin situation. I mean, I don't, I don't know what Jay's master plan was, but it might work out for Jay. Yeah. The, the only other thing that I had was there's a way to look at this and we, um, we sort of uh, we sort of touched on this a little bit yesterday, but there's a way to look at this in such that Jay Monahan got the public investment fund to pay the PGA Tour for Live to go away, which is kind of sick, right? Like it's far more complex than that. But it's kind of crazy that the public investment fund theoretically might have just paid the PGA Tour for Live to not exist anymore, which is which is pretty wild. And I think um, I don't know. That was just one thing I was thinking about on Tuesday. Since the last time we potted, a lot has changed. So I imagine that is going to continue to happen. There is going to continue to be, uh, it's like trying to drink out of a fire hose at this point with the amount of information that's coming out. And Oh, by the way, the U S open is next week where everyone will be on site and be asking all the questions that we may or may not have the answers to. So rub it in Rick. Rub. I meant everyone is in like live (laughs) and the PGA tour. You just took that personally, which might be a reflection of yourself. You might want to talk to somebody about that. (sighs) Wow. It's okay. Uh, listen, I I am I am here. I am a pro therapy guy. All right, all right, all right. Let's uh let's get to the bets. Okay, we will do that, but first we have to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, so we're going to do the bets and the one and done. We're going to run through this very, very quickly. Um, we also had this set up where we were going to go last night, so I think we also have Greg's picks in here as well. Uh, so show the board, please, Josh. Thank you very much. Just go very quickly here. Matchups, uh, Adrian Moronk over Keith Mitchell. That's mine. Greg went with Corey Connors over Cam Young. Patrick went with Lee Hodges over Harry Hall. Kyle, you went with uh, Ludwig Aberg over Sam Bennett, a couple of freshly minted professionals. 
Yeah, I love Ludwig. Ludwig. <clears throat> Ryder Cup, uh, European Ryder Cup or Ludwig Aberg? Well, who knows? Maybe those guys are from Liver coming back now. Uh, who, who, I got asked that on a, on a radio spot this morning. Like, is, is everybody back in for the Ryder Cup? Not this year because it, it's not until the end of the year. That's true. We, who knows? Well, it's the ultimate who can say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is true. This whole situation is. Yeah. Right. They might, there might be something out next week that says, actually, in the fall, you can reapply. Or, who knows? Uh, finishing positions. I went with Dylan Wu, top 40. Carson Young for Greg, top 20. Uh, KP went with Corey Connors, the Canadian, to finish inside the top 10. And Patrick, you went with Aaron Rye at the longer side of the odds, 3-1 to one to finish inside the top 20. Yeah, kind of just uh, threw these picks together last minute, and I'm hoping a couple of them will stick. Perfect. No better way to do it. The outrights, uh, two outrights from each of us. I went with Sam Burns and Eric Cole, 14 to one and 50 to one. Greg went with Rose East, Justin Rose and Shane Lowry, 18 and 20 to one. Patrick went with Tommy Fleetwood and Sahith, 22 and 33. KP, you also went with Tommy Fleetwood at 22 to one and you sprinkled in a, in a little bit of Matt Fitzpatrick at 12. To 1. Yeah, I went with two guys who are just completely ignoring this entire situation and working on their games in Canada and, uh, Fleetwood's been playing pretty good recently. Fitzpatrick won RBC. He won, He might get the RBC slam. Who knows? That's actually pretty cool. Uh, yeah, Fleetwood did not attend the player meeting. It was like I'm just gonna go putt. And Fitzpatrick's <laughs> presser, one o'clock presser, sweet, one o'clock presser just no showed and was out on the golf course. Like if you think I'm the first person who's gonna talk about this, you are outside your freaking mind. So both of them uh, Which, reprieve on the golf course. I respect. I mean, if I'm a player, like. I mean, isn't there a part of Rory that's like, I'm so glad this is starting to be over? Probably. I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm going to look like a fool for a bit, but uh, man, that finish line, the finish line of me having to answer these questions every single week feels like I can see it now. Yeah. You see this, this messy deal that he got? That, what, what's uh, the numbers? So he, he's getting a compensation package that includes a share of Apple's revenue generated by MLS season pass and a share of Adidas profits from his MLS arrival. Yeah. So, so equity, t- equity, baby. Yeah. So he turned down the, he, he turned down the Saudi deal, right. Yeah. To take this deal with inner Miami and they are giving him say that again. So equity, a percentage of, so what they're, they're like their league pass. They're like, a share of Apple's revenue generated by their yeah MLS season pass and this a share of Adidas profits as right. well. So, so this is what what Inner Miami gets from Apple from League Pass. They're going to give a percentage of that to Messi and also of the Adidas. <laughs> That's so sick. Yeah. Equity. 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 Good way to do it. Uh, hit me with the best bets. Thank you. A couple of Ludwig Abergs. I went with top 40 at minus 140. Kyle doubled down with his matchup over Sam Bennett. Greg took uh, Shea Reve, Ches Reve, top 40, plus 140. And Patrick, you have gone back to negative Nancy and found a player to miss the cut. Hey, we should should bounce. Big J is on uh, Golf Channel. Run Run the one and done. Here are the picks for one and done. On the screen, Mark, Corey, Connors, Kyle, and fans, and Sia, and Greg, and Kyle Porter, Shane Lowry. I went with Matt Fitzpatrick, Patrick went with Tommy Fleetwood. Jay Monahan is on live right now. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. 
from producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.